Hello, you're listening to Mi Gente, produced by El Media. This podcast is dedicated to those who undertake things in life. What do they do? How do they do it? And why do they do it? But most importantly, in which context, cultural, social, economic, and political, they do the things they do. Before I forget, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Today we speak with Cass. She's the founder of Latent Space, a project exploring the creative potential of AI and co-founder of Overit, a platform to discuss topics through the female perspective. Her mission is encouraging positive change by opening up conversations, highlighting opportunities and building community through the creative mediums of graphic design, digital media, writing and events. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good, and you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, so before we get into it, I just want you to like do a little introduction about yourself. How old are you? Where are you from? What are you doing now? Okay, cool. So my name is Kess. I'm 23. Um, I'm from like a small town in Kent Cordial on the coast, which is nice. But now I live in South East London. Um, and I'm currently working as a community manager at Protein um, in London. And then I run some of my own projects in my own time. Got late in space and, and over it as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, lots going on. Nice. And so what are you working on at the moment? Like, do you have any special project like at work or like personal project? Yeah, so I guess, um, yeah, I guess I'm mostly trying to start up outside of work at the moment. I'm trying to start up something new for my project Latent Space, um, which has been fun. Um, like just trying to meet up with people in the evenings after work to get shit going with that. And then, yeah, and then at work, um, yeah, we're really busy with some community projects as mm-hmm. well. So, um, yeah, I try and sort of balance my time time between both. And then, yeah, and then also have fun as well at the same time somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like the new life for us, like after one year of pandemic, I feel like we're a little bit back to normal. Um, how are you like adjusting to the, <laughs> the new phase of the pandemic? I don't know how to call it. Yeah, I feel like it's been wild been so wild I've like moved house quite a few times in the pandemic which has been like stressful like moving from like really small rooms to big rooms and so I've kind of had like really cramped pandemic like life and then also like spacious pandemic life so um (laughs) but um yeah I feel like now it's feeling a lot better I feel like I feel way more flexible in my attitudes towards things like um yeah way more relaxed sort of taking every like second as it comes and trying to just like appreciate the present moment a bit more and like not get so stressed out about things and yeah and just sort of try and enjoy enjoy everything and and yeah focus on my well-being a lot more I think and yeah make more time for myself and mm-hmm. for my friends as well as doing everything else I'm trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely is there like one thing that like you learned from the pandemic or like that you're doing now that you really didn't do before this 
think I think there's actually two things maybe like I'd never really really exercised before the pandemic <laughs> and, and like now I'm like really exercising like cycling everywhere and trying to do yoga and stuff and then I guess that also ties into like really um making sure that I prioritize time for myself um way more I think I used mm-hmm. to get burnt out so much and and now I'm sort of like really trying to yeah make sure that I take that time for myself every day yeah. and like the physical stuff as well have more like of a routine I think the pandemic like it's like either you did this like okay I need to exercise and like like be organized in a way to do things for yourself or you would just be like depressed you know like laying down like (laughs) the whole time so literally it was a real roller coaster like some days were really positive and you were like we can all do this it's gonna be fine and the next day was like no the world's ending (laughs) yeah i think everybody really had to be like okay like proactively be like i'm gonna wake up at this time and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna exercise you know because if not it was just like time was passing and you know it, it was really strange yeah, I'm happy it's like sort of behind us. I hope it's behind us. Okay, um, uh, moving on from pandemic things, I'm not going to ask you anymore about this because I feel like <laughs> I'm always speaking about this with people. I'm like, no, it's enough. Um, but yeah, if you could tell us a little bit about like your journey and like what did you study? How did you basically like get where you are today? Yeah, sure. So I think like, I think I was really, like, blessed and lucky from a young age that I, like, really knew, like, what kind of path I wanted to go on. And I really feel like that is a blessing because so many people don't realise yeah. that until even later in their life and, and it does kind of cause you a lot more difficulty and stuff. So, yeah, I was always lucky that I knew I wanted to go down a creative path. And so when I kind of got to, like, an age where I was a bit older and knew I was going to go to uni, I just started literally pestering so many people trying to get internships. Like, um, <laughs> I must have really annoyed some people to be honest but um <laughs> so as soon as I like as soon as I got to uni and could like afford to do an internship because of the student loan like I just started doing them and did quite a few while I was at uni um and yeah at uni I studied I went to LCF in London so um and I studied creative direction which was like a really really broad course but like so fun we did so many different things like really experimenting with different creative practices and kind of research methods and stuff stuff mm-hmm. um so yeah I did a couple internships there like I did some some magazines publishing companies PR companies and then I interned at Protein and then yeah and then I that's how I am like where I am now actually so I interned there and then I freelance there and now I'm working there which was yeah really a blessing actually because I graduated yeah. last year in the pandemic so I did like a couple oh, really? months of uni like yeah it was crazy oh I didn't know yeah. this okay but you were doing yeah. masters? Um, no, it was just my BA, like my honours. Okay. Um, yeah, so obviously, like the pandemic hit in what, like March, and then and then yeah. and like um, yeah, and then we had to do a couple months of it and do our final projects in the pandemic, which was wild. And oh then, my god. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, it was nuts, but it was quite fun. I was like really lucky because all my work was digital, so I didn't have yeah. the kind of problem of like, you know, so many people struggle with like not having studio space or, mm. or facilities or, you know, some people just learn better in person. So I think I was lucky in that sense. That's crazy. So you did like gap here in the middle? like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Makes sense. 
Nice. So it it went well at the end. You graduated and everything. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was like at that point the pandemic still felt kind of novelty. So, exactly. Um, it kind of was okay, and, and now we're still here, which is nuts. <laughs> yeah, I think now people that are studying, they just got used to it, and they have like new ways of doing stuff, and it's just new reality for students. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Crazy. Um, so I think you have like an interesting like mission through your work. Um, so why do you think um everything you do, all your work, uh, is important and like progressive? I didn't really want to like define it as like one thing because I feel like you do few different things that are obviously like connected. But yeah, why do you think it's important and progressive? Okay, cool. Yeah, I guess it's like, it is quite hard with me actually, because I feel like I do so many different types of things, and I'm a bit of a generalist, and like, I'm on a mission to become more of a specialist somewhere as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think like, just normally in all my work, um, whatever it is, whether it be like an event or like research or like more like a visual content or anything really, I just really want to open up like conversations, like where I feel like maybe not being had as much as they should be um or i can see that you know there's attention felt in me and my friends and my community on other communities that kind of need to be had and like um and also kind of pointing out positive ways for people to do that so that they can kind of speak about it in a way where it can like help each other and make people grow and um and i think i like using creativity to do that because it kind of like sometimes topics can feel really scary and like maybe even intimidating or like you know some people are quite academic when they speak about serious yeah. things so I think using like creative stuff is a nice way to make it a bit more fun and accessible for people to kind of like create together and speak about together and stuff so um yeah trying to use creativity for yeah kind of building communities and um yeah and just helping people have space to kind of air what they need to be said or just like yeah express themselves basically That's really nice, like, also because I agree with that, like, I think it's a nice explanation. Okay, um, so before we move on to the second part of the episode, which is a bit more, like, in-depth into the subjects we're talking about, um, if you could share a song that you love or you're listening to in the moment and you really like... Okay, cool. So I literally, when I thought of this, I thought it was going to be really hard, and I actually just did the first song that came to my head. And it just explains how I was feeling about doing this podcast, which was excited. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm going to give you the song Gypsy Woman by Crystal Waters because it's coming up to summer and this song just gives me pure good energy like all the time whenever I put it on. And it reminds me of my mum as well. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a banger. That's so nice. Okay, <laughs> let's listen. Jesus. 
thank you so much for sharing this song um so now it's the second part of the podcast which i call context and i basically ask you questions a bit more in depth regarding your work and a bit more like your opinions um so me and you met at protein uh, agency a few years ago so we were both uh working there so could you could you explain a bit more about like your job there so as a community manager and what did you learn like in the past years working there okay sure um so yeah i think i've had quite an interesting journey at protein um i've worked there for like three years now so um yeah i've kind of been on like a really nice path there so i started interning there when i was at uni um just kind of doing like design and research stuff and then and then when i so i went and did a gap year or like a year out on my course and i was really searching for somewhere abroad to go and intern and then um protein have an office in amsterdam so i was really fortunate and lucky um to get the chance to go and intern there as well mm-hmm. i went and lived there for a few months and worked there and learned a lot from the yeah amazing amsterdam team a lot about um like I did a lot more insight work there than I was doing in London. So I learned a lot more about that when I was there, which was amazing. And, and also so cool to, yeah, I think that experience was really lush just because I got to like see culture through a different lens, being in a different place and meet different people, which yeah. was important for me learning professionally, but also really personally as well, which was really nice. Um, and yeah, and then I start when I went back to do my third year, I was like back working there, like freelancing a little bit. And then, yeah, and then, like I said before, like when the pandemic ended, ended up working there, which was really, um, yeah, really, really um, lucky and fortunate. And, um, and now I'm community manager is my role. So, yeah, it's quite kind of broad and varied because we have, like, you know, due to the pandemic, like things are always shifting all the time and things are not are not kind of, like, uh, normal, as you'd say, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been doing loads of different stuff, um, trying to kind of run open calls and kind of just support our community however we can through the pandemic. And now we're sort of working on some new, really exciting projects, which I can't disclose much about. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, you know, because, like, the job, like, community manager, I also do that. Uh, at work like that's my role and I just feel like it's just different everywhere and when you say to people like oh I'm a community manager like they imagine one thing and I'm like "Mm, actually you know like it really changes from like places and like the company you're working for definitely definitely I think like yeah exactly it's so dependent on like where you are and like what kind of community you have and kind of what you know what the community needs and like yeah it really shifts and changes I think it's I feel like every day is really different which is great mm-hmm, yeah. um, I feel like it really is just like every time I try and explain it to someone I explain it in like a slightly different way and I just like play around with like <laughs> <laughs> like I'll just tell them a different day like to each person because um, it's very different if you do it like for a brand or for example you you're working in an agency so then you have like different projects and you are doing something for a brand so it's like a different thing that if you're like, I don't know, a community manager at like a beauty brand, you know? Yeah. So different. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah, because I think like, I don't know, the main thing I love about my job is like literally just like finding people, meeting new people, Same. hearing what they're up to, <laughs> hearing what they need help with. It's like, it's so fun. <laughs> and it's so like rewarding when like, 
you see that it's so cheesy to say this not that you see that someone's happy but like so I work with talent also and like when you get them like the thing they want or whatever or like it's going good for them on a project and I'm just like oh my god <laughs> you know I'm like it's so such good. a nice feeling yeah yeah so good because sometimes I'll like I'll come home and I'll be like oh I'm like stressed out or whatever but then like and then the next day you're like oh actually I've like helped this person like made their idea come to life or exactly. like I've just even like listened to their fear and like you know even discussing like someone's idea is just like so good and like letting them have the space to like just air their thoughts and, and feelings and stuff it's like yeah, yeah it really makes I think you learn a lot like obviously depending on your perspective on it but for me that I'm very like curious and stuff. I'm like, I learned so much from speaking with like these people that I speak with the like, creators, but I'm like, oh, like, you know, people tell you stuff and then it helps you also with your own thing or whatever it is that you're doing. So I think it's... it's Definitely. Nice mm-hmm. um, so moving on to something else. So I was reading like your, I mean, checking out your website portfolio and so you described yourself as a creative and researcher so if you could tell me a bit about it I thought it was like very interesting how like you put it together the two together uh how do you think the two like disciplines complement each other okay cool yeah I think like um so I made this website a while ago (laughs) it's good though thank you I think I would still like call myself that to be honest because I never really know what to call myself but yeah I would I would still say that so I guess like um I think it's because I I don't know my background was more like when I was at school I was very like into like drawing painting Mm. did a foundation art year and I was very like you know trying to be more creative and thought I was just very very visual but then I was like actually I'm also like really quite like all right at researching and writing and, and sort of remembered that so I feel like I was like, right, I need to find the perfect balance between sort of like more in a way like academic stuff and then creative stuff. And I actually found that it worked like so so well because I feel like, you know, I well, I feel like I can't really have one without the other, I guess. Like my brain sort of needs both to like survive and for me to be happy sort of yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> um, so I guess I kind of, I don't know, I haven't really research kind of based approach to my work I think like I probably spend more time on the research than the than the creative but I feel like I I like having the creative output from it to kind of yeah I don't know just get it across in a more like I just like having fun as well like obviously the research is fun but it's fun in a different way it's good to like um you know experiment and play with the creative Mm. like output of it I think and sort of like create something out of your research after so you can like communicate with people what is it that you found I don't know that's creative I think how you put it together you know yeah definitely definitely I think it's like I I always just feel maybe it's not the case for some people because some people do just like reading but like I always (laughs) feel like by giving it a visual output it's going to maybe like um appeal to more people or be more easy to digest for people um so I guess that's an element of it as well especially I think like now how the world is obviously with like digital and phones and everything like things really need to be visual like I know some people are sad about it and they're like oh people don't read anymore um I think people will always read obviously but it's like really important to find like a good like visual way to like communicate things yeah definitely it's definitely. a challenge I think yeah 
yeah people are looking so much more visually now it's like it's mental to be honest you probably have more chance now of getting someone with writing or audio than, than visuals because everyone's eyes are just like blurred with thousands of images every day yeah mm-hmm. and it's challenging because it's like okay you need to like differentiate yourself like what whatever it is that you're putting out there uh to be different from all the other things that people are seeing <laughs> which is very complicated but yeah um and i'm interested about your project over it uh so if you could explain a little bit yeah. what it is i let you speak about it oh uh, yeah sick um i love speaking about over it i feel like <laughs> it's so basically me and like my best mate lucy who were living together at the time I think it actually came from like a really drunken conversation of being like, for fuck's sake, like people don't talk about periods and contraception enough, like what's going on? Like everybody or everybody who like, you know, is kind of identifying as female and going through those issues, it's like, mm-hmm. just doesn't have the space to speak about it enough. So we were like, you know what, let's just fucking do a project. Like we were both like taking a year out and like, it is kind of ironic though, we both took a year out to like, just be like then and like, just have time to ourselves and not work. But then we ended up like, like really working hard to make this project happen basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was amazing. Like we literally just went like, like Lucy drove and I didn't, I didn't drive. So uh, thank you to her for driving me like up and down the country to interview loads of amazing women. <laughs> Um, um, so yeah, we like interviewed like yeah, loads of women of different ages, backgrounds, beliefs, um, different identities about like their experiences with like periods and contraception to just kind of open the conversation um, and you know see what people were feeling positively and negatively um, and yeah, it was just so fun and like the way that we did it was really fun I feel like we were like sisters and like Lucy came to stay at mine for a bit just locked, locked ourselves in like my bedroom and just like did the plan for the book in like a couple of days like just going nuts staring at all the papers on the walls <laughs> that's so cool but um yeah it was like somebody asked me recently actually like what was like the last time you felt like really seriously like fulfilled and like like you fulfilled your kind of like purpose or something and mm-hmm. I was like actually over it was that yeah um but yeah I think the best thing about it as well aside from like personally how it affected me was like the fact that we kind of you know did build a little community and to build a space for people to come and have these conversations and I feel like the people people really needed that space at the time and I think it was really helpful for people to come together and and speak and like collaborate and yeah kind of bring it into a, a physical space as well I thought was really nice like to have yeah. the event at the end that, that we were cur- like curated together basically and yeah it was just really nice and fun and like wholesome and I think everybody yeah just really benefited from from having that space really and yeah it was such a good time Um, (laughs) but is it like does it end with the book or like you're still like wanting to do something with like the whole project and like do something else or it was just that and that's it yeah so I think like so we made the book and then we did the exhibition and, and then you know we kind of paused on it for a bit because we both went um back to uni and did our final years and then we have been trying to start something up again but to be honest it's just been hard like Lucy moved to a different part of the country mm. and 
and I'm one of those she's working a job that's kind of like actual like over it like IRL vibes kind of like actually helping mm-hmm. um women um who have been going through kind of like abuse and stuff so okay. um so she's kind of focusing on that and then yeah it's just hard to make things happen isn't it like, yeah um, but I think it's a good foundation yeah I think it's really hard yeah no I think it's not dead like it's always there and like we still speak to loads of people in the community all the time and like um yeah try and help people in other ways like with their projects and stuff and like um yeah and I've got like my other project at the moment I'm trying to kind of link it up somehow yeah um I'm sort of speaking about issues that are um within the female perspective for for my other project as well so I'm trying to kind of bring it back to life that way I was actually, the next thing I was going to ask you about was about that other project, uh, which is called Latent Space. So yeah, if you can introduce it and maybe tell us why it's like linked to over it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I, so Latent Space was like my graduate projects or my course, like I think I was really, I was going to do my whole final project all about like food and images and I was really obsessed with like kind of like the um yeah like what that was signifying and how it was changing and then I was like actually I'm really into AI and I don't know anything about it so I'm gonna um just make myself do that and challenge myself so um so I just kind of got really deep into that and I really wanted to explore I just saw how there was such like a negative um stigma around AI like understandably and, and there is seriously like you know, really, really negative and detrimental stuff yeah. surrounding AI. Um, like it's going to kill us and it's the end of yeah. the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, yeah, I think I think it kind of came from this place that I just saw how much AI could be a positive thing for people, um, but that it, it isn't being seen in that way and it isn't being, like, implemented in that way by, like, kind of, you know, big tech and stuff. So I wanted to create like more information and education around how AI could be used positively um, and especially in a creative context, like exploring the creative potential of it and how creatives can actually kind of use it to, um, yeah, just have fun and experiment or like enhance their like existing work or whatever. Um, And yeah, now it's kind of evolving to be more of like a, like it's still about that, but I feel like now, I don't know, I've just done so much research recently into kind of like code bias and like how kind of how this has become ingrained into so many systems that use AI and like that's because of kind of the the nature of how, you know, all the big tech companies are set up and they're all kind of like white cis male minted men who like, you know, are kind of controlling it and so now I'm kind of trying to raise awareness a bit about how, um, how we can kind of you know subvert it and kind of use AI creatively in a way to like kind of positively like intervene against against these kind of like bigger powers at play that are not serving people um at all really it's amazing because I mean I know this because in social media like a lot of you know they have like artificial intelligence to like uh, moderate videos and stuff like that online yeah and yeah. it happened so much like I was speaking to like um, LGBT plus creators and they were saying like, oh, like this happened to me, like this video, I was seeing this and it got blocked. And, and this other person that says maybe like, I don't know, like sexist stuff or like really bad things that say it doesn't get blocked and, and stuff like this. And 
now when you were just saying this, I was thinking about that and I was like, I think it's because like the machine or whatever can be great, but it's the person that sets it, you know? And like, that's very complex because it's like, you need to have like the representation of the world within the machine. I don't know. And so, yeah, definitely need more people involved in like, I don't like to say different types of people, but you know what I mean? That's yeah, interesting. Definitely. I, def- I definitely think it needs different types of people involved, like people of different identities. Because, yeah, exactly like you said, the kind of like all the biases of the people who are making the tech end up being in the tech. And then and then it's just like, yeah, it's not okay, really. Like the representation is not there. And it, and it really implements um, or like affects people's like daily lives. Like, yeah, with things like that, like with kind of content selection, like, um you know it's like something kind of like homophobic will get passed through um and like it's just like yeah it's like they're not there's no like law there's not enough like um laws and like regulations around like what algorithms like can be Mm. used and like and there's no transparency around it and yeah it's just it's just fucked up and even it goes way deeper like even within governments like the kind of systems they use for like migration like that yeah those are like so biased and and you know it's just it's just awful like that's crazy i'm I'm not a pessimist but it's like i think um i guess when people say like ai is dangerous and all this stuff it's because it can get like bigger than us in a way that you know what you just said about like the government and like how they control immigration using these things and it's like um it can be bigger than us you know and just like do crazy things so I guess it's just a matter of what you say of like more control and laws and like, like we have a normal life, right? Like in the streets and, and, you know, to make like society better, let's say. That's so interesting. And do you like, do you know how to make it work or you just like know the other side? I don't know if I'm making sense. Or do I know how to kind of like... Like, intervene against it or do I know how like set works? up yeah like more of like an engineering or whatever it is do you know like the technical part of AI or like okay. the other side okay yeah so I yeah I've been doing a little course recently which was set up by um UAL CCI um and they've been really helping me to learn like more technical means to kind of positively like intervene against like these big tech structures using technology so for example like mapping out like in algorithms like exactly at what point like data is being given and who is watching what and then yeah and kind of knowing how to target um yeah target these kind of algorithms and like call people out in a positive way and then besides that when I was on my course and when I was starting up late in space I really just like read so many articles and watched so many youtube videos and like anything i could get my hands on like Mm -hmm. tiny online workshops to kind of learn some basic ai stuff like i i do kind of understand like how ai like works but like specifically i i think i'm quite well like versed in like how like image processing ai works like um like gans and stuff like i i work in softwares quite a lot them and I and I do understand how the algorithm works but like I think the thing is with all these things like even like the highest highest like AI researchers and developers and whatever like actually don't even know how it works like there's like because there's an input and there's an output and then in the middle there's like this black box 
So like mm-hmm. everybody knows what's going in and everybody knows what comes out, but it's really hard to determine like what happens in the middle mm-hmm. because it's like machine learning and it learns on its own. So I think yeah. that's also why it's so problematic because all the algorithms being used by like, you know, everyone across the world, but specifically the most scary cases of like governments and like um, big institutions, like they don't even know how the algorithm is, is working really. And yeah. That that that's when I was saying like it's bigger than us. That's like what I meant that it just goes. But it's so so interesting. Like, I think like it's very I don't want to say like original or whatever that you did this as a like final project, knowing like what you were studying. Like you were doing art direction. Like you could have done like something more. I don't know. Like obvious. I don't know how to say. So I think it's really yeah. nice, and you you're learning something else within doing that project so it, it it's amazing really oh thank you yeah it's yeah, so like, interesting <laughs> yeah it was like it was actually quite hard on my course to sort of uh, convince them that this was related yeah. to fashion <laughs> yeah but I think that's what's but, nice like like when you're studying you have the time like I don't know the opportunity let's say to do these kinds of things and it's like if you have that kind of idea like you have to fight so they let you do it because you want to like use your brain i don't know how to say you know you don't want to make the obvious you want to like <laughs> something nice so i think it's so cool and then i saw i saw you did like a dissertation on the positive impact of ai on creativity for gen z at the, i think that's so interesting like what what did you learn from it like from your research yeah so Oh my god, that feels like ages ago. But oh. I really liked doing my dissertation actually. Um yeah, I think it was because it was so challenging to kind of present like a positive it was actually so challenging when I think about it to present like an actually positive um yeah. argument for AI on human creativity. Um so I ended up kind of saying that for, because you know, there are so many artists or people trying to kind of get AI to make work that looks exactly like, you know, like a painting that somebody yeah. did like 300 years ago or something. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the conclusions I made was that like for it to be positive for human creativity, we need to like not replicate what's gone before, but actually just like completely play and experiment and like create, you know, crazy new things because it has the like potential to mm-hmm. make like things that we've like not seen before like even though it is based on you know it's fed with data that does exist but like what the outcomes it can present can be like seriously beautiful and like so I sort of like presented this argument at the end of it you know that we should kind of you know and this goes for life as well like embrace like the mistakes that it makes to make beautiful things but then I also then had to obviously say, you know, the mistakes in AI is also where it presents like absolute, like, you know, kind of like marginalization of people mm-hmm. when communities and stuff. So it really depends like what context the AI is in um, and what data sets it's, it's fed with. So there were just so many things like that it depends on. And so, yeah, it kind of depends on you know, where for it to have a really positive impact, I think we need to like go back to the kind of foundations of AI and think about who's working there to make the data sets, like what's being put into the data sets. And then that kind of, um, you know, has a massive impact on, on, on what positive ways that can affect people and their creativity. And, and I think also 
people i think it comes from a lot of sci-fi films and stuff we see like everybody always mm-hmm. like thinks of ai as like the enemy like oh they're gonna yeah. take over the world or they're gonna kill us or whatever but you know you can really just see it as like literally a creative tool like there's ai in like nearly all of photoshop tools that everyone uses and they don't even know so like yeah. everyone's using ai creatively all the time anyway and and i think the main thing is to yeah not see it as this enemy and see it more as like a collaboration yeah. so make a more exciting outcome it's super interesting i could like be listening to you for the whole evening like i'm so curious about this <laughs> also because i don't know so much and like i keep listening to podcasts and stuff like i'm just whatever i listen to so many different things and when it's about this subject i'm just like either it becomes like too complicated you know or it's too basic so i never really get to like learn about it i don't know if i'm making sense so how you're putting it it's like it's nice also because like you have a project and like you're speaking more like what i understand <laughs> that's it it's nice okay yeah i'll send you some stuff like because i think so much stuff about ai is like really really hard to digest and like a lot of it's really academic or like yeah yeah just like very niche so like yeah it's hard to find like kind of more accessible stuff so I'll send you some stuff. Nice. I was um listening to like the co-founder or like one of the guys involved in this thing, uh, Open Eye. Open yeah. Eye, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was British, but like they were speaking and like, you know, I was like zoning out a bit at, at times. And I think at some point he said that Elon Musk is also in this or something. Mm, yeah. Crazy. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. <laughs> I just can't. How can one person be like in everything and decide that it's just, I don't know, it's weird to me. But yeah. It's too much. Uh, yeah, let me not like <laughs> trash it on Moscow now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I wanted to ask you also about, um, so like you worked in publishing, I saw for like Hunger, the magazine and Dito London. And, and other ones I saw on this website that you have. Um, <laughs> so if you could tell me a bit about these experience and like, what did you love about it? Is this something like, that's more of like a passion? I don't know how to say. Uh, would you like to like work in like publishing later in your life? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like I kind of went at the angle of trying to work loads of different places to kind of, because I knew I wanted to be in the creative industry, but I really didn't know like what or where. So like I kind of used that as a way to, to try and like learn new things and like meet different people and, and sort of see what I liked. So um, I really loved all of them, to be honest. But I worked at Hunger Magazine and I worked at Ditto when it was like more of a publishing press. Um, and then where else have I worked? Yeah, I've worked for, like, a PR company. Um, yeah, I think I really... Like, when I was at Hunger as well, I worked in, like, the editorial team, so, like, writing and, like, um, meeting people to write features about and stuff, and I loved that because it was, like, like going back to what you, you said earlier about, like, loving, like, hearing people's projects and helping bring them to life and stuff. Yeah. Like, like, I think, like, even when I think about all these internships, like, I was so lucky to be able to like get accepted onto these and be in the position where I could be in London student loan to afford then so mm-hmm. I think my passion for kind of you know wanting to help people and their projects kind of came from that because I wouldn't be where I 
and the day of people really didn't like put their neck out to help me get places and stuff so yeah and I think when I worked at hunger I kind of started to feel that energy in myself because I was like helping people just get their projects like seeing like on on their website and stuff and I was like oh this feels so good like to kind of help people yeah. um get their projects seen and stuff so I feel like I learned that about myself from that and then I worked in the fashion department as well which was so cool like being on shoots and stuff was so fun but then <laughs> I think I realized then that I didn't really that made me realize I needed more of a balance like I didn't want to be on like shoots all the time I wanted to also have some like research involved and stuff um and then working at Ditto was amazing like um yeah the projects were like so cool and I learned a bit more there about like graphic design so I think that's when I kind of thought oh maybe I can incorporate this into what I do as well yeah (laughs) Um, really cool yeah so I think yeah, I guess I learned a lot of, like, of things from each one, but I guess the main thing I learned was that, yeah, I just wanted to do community-driven stuff and, and I wanted to also be learning loads of stuff while I was doing that. So I guess I guess doing all my internships was where I learned that I needed to kind of have a balance of, of like, research and creativity. And yeah, you definitely need to try, like, things, you know, to, like, know <laughs> and, yeah, just know about yourself. I don't know. You know, the concept that people have sometimes is, like, you study and then you get the job. And I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't really <laughs> see it like that. It's it's a bit, yeah, you need to, like, do different stuff and, like, find your way. Um, But are you interested in fashion still or? Yeah, do you know what I am? But I feel like I, I used to be way more into it. Like, I feel like when I was younger, especially, you know, to know, like, oh, so many new young designers, yeah. like, and I feel like now I do still, but I'm way more, like, I feel like I don't really spend so much time on social media and stuff. I only really use it for work now, to be honest. And so I wouldn't say that my finger is, like, seriously on the, like, really up-to-date pulse with fashion, but I'm really, really interested in it, like, for myself. Like, I yeah. I love, like, looking at old reference images and, like, I love looking at fashion in, like, films. And, and I love just, like, dressing up with my own wardrobe and stuff so I am mm-hmm. really into it still but in a different way I think <laughs> yeah less of a like um professional way I don't know I'd say like wanting to work like in bad brands or like this kind of like the work side of it yeah I used exactly to also... I think I just have way more like fun with it in my life now I think. yeah I do yeah. check like fashion but yeah I'm definitely not as like before uh, yeah, what you were saying like emerging designers and you were like who's cool right now like let's find yeah. it <laughs> you know you're like stalking so many people and stuff and you're like oh my god do you know this do you know that <laughs> too much um okay nice last question um that i want to ask you so after like i was basically stalking you i was like i feel like <laughs> you care about so like I put innovation, creativity, and uh, woman. So I don't know if I'm right about this, but basically, um, okay, this question is like the annoying, like, how do you see yourself in five years? But (laughs) what I want, like, to, for you to say, it's like, how would you like to, like, contribute to, like, these things that you care about, like, in your work, but also in your, like, personal life, like, um what would you like to achieve in five years regarding this like mission that you have Mm, 
Yeah, I love, I actually love this, like, it's like a classic question, and I actually don't think I've been asked it before, so I'm, I'm up for it. <laughs> um, so I guess, like, yeah, I think you're right, like, I'm really interested in, like, innovation, creativity, women, and, like, yeah, technology as well, like, within the innovation part of it, yeah. so I guess, I guess when I think about this, I think that I would just love to have, like, so for my for my like AI projects at the moment, I'm trying to like set up something where it's like helping like women and female identifying people to feel safer in digital spaces. Mm, so I, cool. I think I'd like to continue. Yeah, I think I'd like to continue on that mission and you know kind of have something like ready launch that is like actively kind of like making digital spaces safer for A women and yeah, and I think also like like. I wanna, I wanna do something more in education to kind of empower um, people about, you know, what technology they have and how they can then use it to empower themselves and communities and kind of give back some like control to like communities and, and people. Yeah, I just, if I empower five people in five years, I'll be happy. <laughs> That's so good. It's such a like good answer, and you know, it's nice because like in five years or whenever later. You can come back listen to the podcast and you'll be like, oh, I said this, you know. It's funny, you'll be like, oh, and then this happened or whatever, you can compare. Yeah, that's so cute, actually. It's like a time capsule. Yeah, you know, I'm becoming, like, so cheesy, but I love these kind of things. Like, I was thinking, like, of doing things with, like, my friends and everything. Like, I'm just going crazy, you know, like, the pandemic. I feel much more, like, I care now about, like, moments and i don't know it's just weird <laughs> i feel like before we took everything for granted like i'll go see my family and i was like oh yeah like time with my family and now it's like oh my god i'm going home like that's very special <laughs> Uh, yes definitely I feel like I have like these more like spiritual moments where you're like oh my god I'm so present right now look at this I'm with this person like, I feel like I'll even stop and stare at someone for a minute like oh my god you're amazing you're in my life like what the fuck because I think we have like we didn't have the opportunity you know like I have like some of my best friends I didn't see them since before the pandemic like which is crazy and I feel like it just makes the <laughs> connection deeper. I don't know, it's just so strange. And it's like, now when we'll see each other again, you know, this and that. And it's just, with everything, I feel like, but th that's a positive thing, I guess. Um, so yeah, in five years, you can come back and, and, and listen to your answer and be like, oh, nice. <laughs> um, and so just to finish, I want to do like a quick fire questions and you can just share some of of your answers quickly like this first thing that comes to your mind so first one is essential books book or books okay cool so uh, i read at the beginning of the year i read girl woman other by bernardine evaristo and honestly it is a stunning book it's like mm -hmm. written so beautifully like almost quite poetically and and yeah, you just learn, or I learn at least, like so much about different people's like lived experiences. And I think learning it like through fiction was just really, really like beautifully done. And yeah, I, I really want to read it again soon, actually. Okay. Um, uh, do you read books twice? 
Yeah, sometimes I do, especially <laughs> fiction ones, because like you know how you can watch a film and then you watch it again and yeah, it's totally different. Absolutely. Like, but I guess the book is a, it's a bit more drawn out, but it's kind of the same vibe. <laughs> okay, um, and then uh, uh, best media like can be newspaper, whatever it is, oh, magazine, like... TV. Hmm. It's weird. I've actually got way less involved in watching the news recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it can be like magazine, can be like TV, something like, yeah. Yeah, I guess like. Um, could be a podcast. <laughs> yeah, podcast. Do you know what? The Gaudem podcast is so good. Yeah. Um, growing up with Gaudem, where. Yeah, it's just so nice. They kind of bring on different guests, and I just love this format of it, where they they bring in, like they say, um, that they ask the guests to like find a piece of writing from when they were younger, like yeah. to themselves, like a diary yeah. or something. And it's then, so cool. Yeah, it's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and you, I feel like you really get something, because some podcasts is fine, but you're not really getting like information or I don't know, like something, you know, and some others like exactly. when it's more like. Structure. I mean, I guess it's it's harder also, obviously, to make it like that. But you're like, oh my god, like I really learned something, or like it made me feel some way. Like you know, that's really nice. Definitely, I love it. It's like yeah, you really learn a lot from it, and it's just yeah. Sometimes it's so like emotional yeah. like, in a happy way. Yeah. I think it was the one with, uh, Monroe. I can never say her name. Yeah. Um, oh, burnt off. That burnt was so good. It was so good. Like I was like, oh wow. Um, I actually need to go back to see like other episodes. It's been a long time. Um, yeah. then do you have like a favorite like Netflix show? <laughs> yeah, I think like um, I was actually really late to the party with watching Pose, and I only like recently. Oh my god, it's yeah. it's so good. That show is oh really god. nice. It's so good. Like, I feel like it was just, like, yeah, it was obviously really entertaining and, like, beautifully made. And, like, yeah. But you just learn so much from it as well again. Like, yeah, it was just so good. No, but really I'm good. so picky. Like, I'm really, like, to make me watch something, it's, like, I I'm crazy. Like, I'm very annoying. And to say, like, I really like this show, it was it was really good. Like, the dialogues, yeah, the music you said, like, the, the costumes, the characters... The whole thing. It was so good. It was oh. like you said. It's like the whole package. Like, and you know, and I love things where it has all the emotions. Like happy, sad, angry, makes yeah. you cry, makes you laugh, and yeah. like, yeah, it's just it's so good. Um, it's coming like the fourth one. I think there's three. Yeah, no, the fourth one is coming now. Yeah, it's coming soon, right? I thought it was meant to come last month. And it's late. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now you just said it. I was like, I think it was coming out, but it's the last season. I think they're not gonna do it again. Oh no! I oh. think so. I think yeah. It's the kind of show that you're like. This should be like fifteen seasons. You know, <laughs> like it's so nice, and I love what's his name. What's his name? I don't know his name in real life. I don't know his name in the show. The guy that's oh. like the the one that presents in the balls what's his name perry no oh oh yeah in the um oh, 
What's his name? He's like the dad, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A porter, something porter in real life, I think he's. Oh, Billy Porter. Billy Porter. I love him so much. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He's so good. He's like the wise person, you know, in the show. Like, I just. Ah, I no, I really like this show. Maybe I actually watch it again. I start it again. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> It's time for the next one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, most important movie, like for you, that you think is like really an important movie. Oh yeah, so like I think I have quite a lot of views in like different kind of areas, but like I'm just gonna say the one I watched most recently. So um, yeah, there's a doc. It's more like a documentary, but it's still a film, and it's on Netflix. It's called Coded Bias, and yeah, it's just all about. Like I was speaking about my AI project, it's like yeah. I think it's like a really good, um, kind of clear explanation and introduction into kind of like some of the problems happening around AI and like people fighting against it. And yeah, so I think it's just a nice way for people to kind of like an entry into people kind of like get, getting more information about it. And it's made really well, and like the people in it are amazing, and they're all doing really like good things to kind of fight against it and stuff. So. Yeah, I'd say at the moment, I would say that's like kind of a, I would vouch for people to watch that. Nice, I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> nice. Um, and just last one, your favourite Instagram account, if you have one. Oh, yeah, so, oh, I think like, I'm going to maybe say two because I can't really choose, but um. I really love following Claire Davis, who used to run um, Hangout, a clothing brand. Mm -hmm. And now her handle is The High Priestess. And I just love following her because I feel like she just, like, says things how it is. And I feel like I always agree and I'm always thankful for her saying what she says. Wait, and is that the girl that had, like, a latex brand? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God, yeah, yeah, I remember. Does the yeah, brand still exist? Yeah, I think it still exists. She stopped doing it to start up her own studio called Cogdis. And that's also oh. a great account. <laughs> okay, I need to go check. Okay, nice. And then you have a second one. Yeah, and then another one I have is like um, more kind of in the creative AI world. Like there's an account called Electric Artifacts. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and they basically, they have a website as well, which is in their bio. And yeah, they just showcase loads of different works from people doing really positive things in the AI space. And they like run like some sort of workshops and they produce articles. And it's just like a nice um, platform to kind of, yeah, get people involved and interested and cool. and support them. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's really good and informative but fun at the same time. Is it from, um, is it from here or from the US or America? I actually think that they're based in Germany. Oh, um, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's um, European based. Yeah. Okay, I'll go check it. Interesting. <laughs> um, we are finally done. I feel like uh, it was a bit long, longer than usual. But yeah, thank you so, 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 so much for coming on the podcast today. <laughs> it was very interesting <laughs> speaking to you. And yeah, I definitely want to like, know more about all this stuff about AI and so yeah send me things and you know if you're if you want to just yeah, I like, share it with me oh sorry I, don't yeah, I love like 
talking about this stuff so much. I could literally talk about it forever. And so, yeah, it'd be lovely to like chat more. It's been like so fun. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been, yeah, it's been great. It's been, yeah, nice to chat with like, chat with you again and yeah, speak about myself, but to someone else, <laughs> not in my head. <laughs> nice.